uh, sexy as it is confusing. I want people to be frightened of me. You're bend the butthole from now on. <laughs> Another relatable mishap from the life of Zeep Sorth, my co-host. Thanks, thanks everyone. Thanks, Zeep A robotic voice says our cool show name. I went to the uh, petrol station the other day. And, what for? Uh, my mum asked me to get ice. It's, you know, <laughs> it's a, it was like a normal request. Meth or ice ice? Crystal meth, obviously. I knew it. Yeah, the good shit you can get at the petrol station, you know, behind no, like, the But dumpster. I think, actually, those are not bad places to go looking <laughs> for that. Well, I was looking for some uh, cubed ice and some meth ice. Both. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny how, like, so obviously people are going to think, oh, well, that's a self-evident question. Like, the entire reason why you would ever go to the petrol station is petrol. But the last few times I've been have not been petrol related. And I feel like I'm not alone in that. Well, there, yeah, there's multiple th- They sell more than petrol. Petrol's a good reason to go. I know, but... Well, it wasn't my... Did you get petrol when you were there? Because last time I... The couple of last times I went, I haven't got petrol from the petrol station. They've been so much more. I guess they've been more petrol than station. I did get petrol and I didn't need it at all. So, like, I had, like, just... <laughs> so, you've gone down the other path where you feel like, well, I need to... I'm here at the petrol station. I need to make an excuse. Yeah. No, it wasn't even an excuse. It was just um, instinct. Like, I pull up to the petrol station and I'm like, oh, well, obviously Instinct. I get petrol. It was handed down from your cave brother <laughs> yeah, family members. The genetic <laughs> memory from uh, my forebearers. I love how you say instinct. You know, like with wolves, how, or like, not even wolves. You know how, like, you know, they baby octopuses, like they crack out of their shells and they crawl towards the ocean. Is that the animal I'm thinking of? Can't be baby I don't, octopus. I don't think octopuses have shells. <laughs> I mean, or are born on the sand or yeah, any of the things I just said. A turtle, said. is that what you're talking about? Thank you. So baby turtles, you know how they like crack out of their shells and crawl towards the ocean and that's yeah. kind of their instinct? Are you saying that since time immemorial, it's l- written into the code of your blood that if you drive into a petrol station, the nozzle just slips in. You're basically like, oh my God, I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> like I was just there to get ice and something took over. It's never happened to me before, so maybe not time immemorial. I guess your dad was in oil and gas. Yeah, maybe that's sunk in somehow. But uh, (laughs) no, like I basically had a full tank of petrol and then I went to top up. I'm like, oh shit. Like I realized as I had already like squeezed the nozzle that this is going to be like three liters of petrol. And I don't want to get to the front (laughs) of the queue and go like, oh yeah, here's your like 16 cents. Yeah. And so then I realized, oh, yeah, petrol is so bloody expensive that even if I had driven around for like literally 45 minutes as I had. It'll still be $50. Yeah, it cost me 20 bucks still to fill up my tank. So it wasn't even like, uh, you know, an embarrassingly small amount. But like, yeah, I was there. I got petrol. I got ice. But like, you know, your instinct is to uh, obviously fill up the car, but... On top of that, I'm like, I'm well, here. Mine. That's this you. is the place where I get Slurpees. And so I was Really? Because like, I went last night and mm. got ice creams. 
Okay. Well, I guess it's the same Only thing. Only ice want- creams. And I did not feel the pull to get anything else. But you still, you wanted your like cold snack, I guess, is the category that we're in here. So I, um, I, I got into the uh, petrol station and I was like, okay, I'm going to grab a Slurpee while I'm here. They didn't mm-hmm. have a Slurpee dispenser. I couldn't believe it. Like I thought that that was Oy. essentially illegal. Like I didn't know that there was... Essentially illegal. I, I thought that the two and two went together. Like, you know, <laughs> you're going to get petrol. There's a little bonus. You can get your Slurpee at the same time. Well, I've, I don't know if you know the law very well, Ben, and it turns out possibly you don't. I'm very familiar with it. Did you know that if they say to you, is that all, and you don't say um, just that thanks, that they can legally make you pay for everything in the store? <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> I didn't fall into that trap this time, but I have been stung before and uh, I've learned the lesson the hard way. <laughs> I don't know if that joke will make sense to people outside of Australia. You don't think they say, is that all elsewhere? No, I just think like how I would say nine times out of ten I go to the petrol station. They say just the petrol there, nor is that all. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay, <laughs> I feel like. And you say even just if, that. Thanks. Even if you are not regularly hearing that, I feel like our audience can put these sentences together. My there. concern is, I think we might need to explain the jokes to our audience, and the reason I say that is twofold. First of Mm. all, our audience may not be here for a comedy podcast and may not get it. And second is, I think jokes are actually funnier when you explain them. Well, uh, I don't know that we even have an audience that we need to explain (laughs) things to at the moment on account of this show being maybe the hardest podcast to find on the internet. So I'm not too worried just yet. Do you think we've missed, like Gen X is the, uh, Gen Z, I should say, is like the new thing. Is it? Okay. Because obviously millennials, it was like the harder something was to find kind of the potentially more like hipstery or... The cooler it is. Yeah, yeah. basically. Like, you know, if it's a pizza shop like that's with a hole the in the wall in Finland. It's going to take off as the best pizza shop ever. Is that yeah. still... Well, there's like, a, you know, a few bars around that it's like you have to go through the freezer in a fish and chip shop and then it becomes like a tiki bar or something and you're like, <laughs> if you don't know... It just is a fish and chip shop. <laughs> but is that the case with Gen Z? I feel like they've moved on from literally anything that millennials have done. I mean, I would have thought that uh, being on the cutting edge is still cool, but uh, maybe they've gone the complete hard right. And it's like, I only... Like mainstream things? ...have time for the, yeah, for the most mainstream of all entertainment maybe that's if your bar is not literally outside the front of Woolworths or Coles yeah I'm not gonna find it then don't bother (laughs) but anyway so I went to uh this petrol station and they didn't have a slurpee machine and I'm like all right now I've just got a craving for it because I've you know like put the thought in my brain I went to another petrol station one that I've got many a slurpee from before no slurpee machine I couldn't believe it I'm like now I'm on a mission. <laughs> okay, there's a 7-Eleven down the road that, like, if there's one thing I know that 7-Elevens uh, sell is Slurpees. Right. So Famous that's like, okay, all right. I've already been to two petrol stations. My ice is rapidly melting, but <laughs> I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. And I drive past and the whole petrol area is just a series of... 
It's like a construction site. Like there's mounds. Oh, right. I was going to, you going to say the whole Petrolera was a series of uh, Slurpee dispensers. They're like, we know what it is that people <laughs> come here for. This is the only reason people are coming. No, that, yeah. if they were smart, they would have just rebranded it like Slurpee Factory or something. Like Slurpee's <laughs> here with a giant arrow because like they were renovating their um, like you know their bowsers mm-hmm. and so it's just like mounds and mounds of dirt like where you normally drive in I'm like if I have come all this way and this place is fucking closed like <laughs> what are the goddamn chances but like luckily there's like a tiny sign that if you like look behind all the giant ant hills it's like mm-hmm. still open and it's like all right I went in and I got my slurpee but so it's like I can either get petrol and no slurpee or i can get a slurpee and no petrol like i thought that this is what the foundation of this country was built on you get two in the same spot no i've I've stunned you into silence that's how shocked you are no because i recently have had my own battles to face ben and i can't face your trauma i've got my own shit to focus on i'm just saying like I need people on my side here. No, because what I basically, my partner and I last night uh, went out pretty late because in our area of Australia, there was an uh, Aurora Australis. Mm -hmm. So obviously the Aurora Borealis more people are familiar with, but um, this is being the Northern Lights. This was the Southern Lights down uh, here in Australia. And so we went out last night. We did this nighttime photography kind of course. And so we both signed up to get kind of alerts from a Facebook group when these kind of Northern, uh, sorry, these Southern Lights might be going on. And so we got the alert from this Facebook group like, hey, I'm here and here's my photo and it's turning out pretty amazing. So we ran out there. And when we arrived, like, it was an amazing experience once in a lifetime. But I realized we also went to, like, an incredible once in a lifetime kind of beach area on the weekend. And I must have left my camera flicked into turned on position. And when I arrived to, you know, the southern lights, which is, uh, have you ever seen them, Ben? No. Like, you messaged right. me first thing this morning with, like, a photo of it. And I was like, oh, I'm jealous because uh, that's one of those things I've always wanted to see. Right, like it's kind of bucket list, kind of once in a lifetime, even Tasmanian people don't see it all the time, kind of level of things. And so when I got there, I switched on the camera and uh, it had run out of battery. Well, I didn't even switch on the camera. I picked up my camera and went, oh, fuck, it's in the on position since, again, we went to this like once in a lifetime kind of blue uh, water place. Well, that'll teach you for having like two once in a lifetime experiences within the span (laughs) of a week. So there was a girl there that um, her partner was obviously the photographer. And at the best of times, she would not be the kind of person I I wanted to spend time with necessarily. But um, like, (laughs) well, she was just like, honey, 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 honey. Had you like met this person before? No, no, no. So we just all happened to be at the kind of the same beach area. Okay. But was she doing this? Like, were you talking to her before you had realized that your camera was out of battery? No. So obviously like people throughout Hobart had shown up to places where you're like, well, this is going on. This is going to make a pretty amazing photo. So, you know, the beachy places, the places that kind of face south, the parky places where it's dark, all that kind of stuff. And um, when we showed up, like not only was she like, honey, like, oh, let's do this. Your parents going to love it. Like just that kind of personality. But obviously my camera, as I turned 
out pretty, as it turned out pretty early, was not working. And by the time we kind of worked that out and tried to solve things, it had become apparent that not only was hers working, but it was working to the point that they were starting to take silly photos in front of the... Okay, <laughs> they've gotten all of the like artsy, like indie band style album covers out of the way. I see what you're saying, but it was almost like we've done the like we'll show this to our grandchildren. It's so rare, kind of level. So I guess now we can kind of be you know doing backflips or like making funny faces or like holding hands or like yeah. Here's me flipping off the Aurora Australis, <laughs> like literally, and that's what was so frustrating because it's quite hard on my level of iPhone to get a good photo and I know later iPhones obviously you can but so not only was she already one of those people who's like honey I want to get a drink later I was facing the fact that she was like oh my god like why don't I do a handstand you hold my feet and flip off the camera you it's gonna be so funny and we couldn't get one photo of this one. <laughs> so you're jealous that, like, not only had she gotten good photos, she had gotten so many that she was, like, now into the handstand phases of photography. It wasn't even that. She was like, let's try this. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh. So, um, and yeah, she was like, honey, I'm sick of it. Honey, I'm, I'm tired of this. Honey, when do we get to go? And I was like. Oh my gosh, this is I'm bored of this once-in-a-lifetime experience. Like, I know Mother Nature is showing off, but... (laughs) But I I got to get to bed at some point. Right, it wasn't even get to bed. She was like, honey... Was she drunk or was she just uh, annoying? Well, I guess... Hard um, to tell. Yeah. We drove home and I was like, remember how much we hated that woman... I appreciate that, but also I'm starving for ice cream. Oh, so you went and like on a midnight shopping spree to find a ice cream? Well, no, we went to um, McDonald's and mm-hmm. McDonald's literally never has fucking ice cream as I should have anticipated. You're talking about like the soft serves? Uh, yeah. Because I feel like that's a stereotype. No, I like, went. That the soft serve machine is like always broken, but I don't think that's like... I mean, maybe I'm rarely getting ice cream there, but I feel like that's never happened to me. Well, I'm sorry that your life is so charmed, but I went. <laughs> hey, my life's not charmed. Didn't you hear my Slurpee story? It's hard over here as well. Well, I had the same thing. I went to two different McDonald's and they were, I was like, oh, can I make flurry? And they're like, we're out of mixes. And I was like, okay, um, can I have any ice cream? And they're like, no, 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 it's all out. Literally two McDonald's. And so then we were driving past the um, service station and it was like, oh. So we went to the service station and they were the saviour of the night on the way home to charge the camera. Yeah, okay. I didn't realise they uh, lasted that long. I thought it was one of those, like, you know, if you had to go back and charge your camera, I thought that's like, oh, well, you missed it. Better wait till the next once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. No, so... Look, I'm not a, um, I'm not an expert in the Auroras, but what was crazy about this one, and and it seems like it was an unusual one, that a, it was like impossible to take a bad photo. Like you could have literally pointed your photo up like someone's bum hole, and in the background there'd be these amazing colours. In fact, that woman had a few of those photos I see on <laughs> her Instagram. Sure. And secondly, again, like it was just hours of incredible light display. So. 
even though we went and we were like, okay, we'll just enjoy it at 10 o'clock and, you know, make the most of an experience that we can't share. By the time we went back, maybe midnight, it was still the photos that you've seen, which is amazing. One thing I thought was funny is, uh, as I mentioned, you texted me these photos. So, like, basically the first thing I woke up to was the pics that you sent me. And so I asked, Mm -hmm. like, did you take them? Because I'd heard that there was... Uh, this thing going on last night I didn't Yeah I didn't know uh, why you questioned I was like is there a suspicion I didn't Well like you didn't give me any context You just sent me here's two photos Of an Aurora Australis With no message even Mm -hmm. So like they looked pretty good But I was just uh, curious Because you didn't Say one way or the other And so uh, you, yeah, obviously, yeah. You said, yeah, I took them, and I'm like, oh, I'm jealous. And then, like, your follow up messages, there was like five in a row, really downplaying it. Like you were like, oh yeah, like now you're on the podcast, you're like talking about how this is a once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> but with those uh, texts this morning, you're like, oh, you could barely see anything in person. It's only when you take the photo that it looks good in the camera. Like you really made it sound like, like I don't know if you were trying to downplay it for me so no, I didn't get too jealous. Or you were like, nah, this sucked. I don't even know why I shared it. No, it's a once in a lifetime, but in person, in the naked eye, you can kind of only see, a, which is unusual. Again, like oftentimes with um, Aurora Australis, you can't see much at all with that naked eye. But the camera definitely with the long exposure and the aperture and all that stuff you can do messing around with the camera gets way more than you can see with the naked eye. So why did you send like all these, like why were you, why was that your instinct to like the first thing that I have to uh, tell Ben is like, I'm like going on about how jealous I am you're like it's not that good in person no because I just want to explain like because you're like wow I've never seen one and I didn't want to be like oh well this is what you're in for if you ever come down here you think that I would go see it and be disappointed because (laughs) it didn't look like the photos (laughs) (laughs) it was just like a very weird response to wake up to I'm like I'm too tired to deal with this but but I was the same at three o'clock in the morning when you were yeah Fair enough. Well, uh, well, the one photo that stood out to me was uh, when you posted on Facebook where it's like you and your boyfriend standing watching the mm-hmm. Aurora. You're kind of like off to the side, a very artistic shot. But the uh, main focal point of the photo was the grass that was like very much <laughs> in the foreground. Like you've got like you, you've got this amazing light show and it's like, no, 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 fuck both of those things. Grass is what I want to see. <laughs> How many times in your life would you say you've been through once-in-a-lifetime experiences? And I know <laughs> some people might say, well, it's right there in the name. But for me, I think I've had a few, like, tell the grandkids they may not go through this kind of level stuff. How about you? I mean, when you say once-in-a-lifetime, it's like, you know when they always have these um, lunar eclipses oh, and stuff like I know, and they're like, like once-in-a-lifetime. They're like, lol, happening again. Don't ask questions. Yeah, it's like, okay, this one's a once-in-a-life type. Then there's, like, another one next month that is maybe not the same, but very <laughs> similar. That's the kind of thing that comes to mind. They're like Haley's comment. This is Jaylee's comment. <laughs> yeah, no, no. exactly. <laughs> so I appreciate that's what's coming to mind. And, of course, it is. But I mean, like, subjectively for you. Like, what is there where you're like, yeah, that's level of, like wow, I went through that and that's once in a lifetime tell the grandkids level. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't put those two things together necessarily. Like, okay. 
losing your virginity once in a lifetime. <laughs> Probably not the first thing I'm going to tell my grandkids. <laughs> I guess I'm putting them together because losing virginity, yes, it is once in a lifetime, but everybody goes through it. I guess I mean the like, holy shit, that happened. Like this is something that I experience that other people may not kind of level. That's even setting the bar a bit high, I thought. But like things like I remember... Um, visiting my friend in Switzerland and mm. we had like this awesome day where we were luging down the side of a mountain <laughs> and like doing a ropes course and all this kind of stuff like you know I'm not going to Switzerland on a regular basis I could do it again but it's <laughs> unlikely or even if it does happen it's you know not going to be in exactly the same you know like it was like perfect weather we were like you know had beautiful girls by our side all this kind of stuff like you know things just aligned perfectly like that's the kind of thing that i would say you know that's a once in a lifetime experience where you know Absolutely. everything just kind of coalesces but there's not like i'm not necessarily thinking i can't give you a number i'm like i've had five once in a lifetime experiences <laughs> like the earthquake in japan obviously sticks out for me as one and this is another yeah so you were in tokyo during what the 2011 earthquake earthquake yeah and that really sticks out as one and and this is another and there's a few experiences when i was um living in europe like it that really stick out as if it's not once in a lifetime kind of like whoa this will you know i guess it's like okay let me try this then you're you're blind and you can't (laughs) really do anything your whole body's wrecked you're 90 no you're 100 and 30 you can barely move Mm. what are you closing your eyes and thinking about i I, I guess at 130 whatever i can remember like if i can (laughs) yes if i have memories yeah exactly like geez what what did i have Mm, for breakfast that was really good wheat (laughs) mix like i would like to think i'm 34 so i'd like to think in the next 96 years i make a few of those memories but I'm sure I'll look back on this time of my life where I'm like, oh, we had the global pandemic, which was like... Well, that's exactly up, one of them. Exactly. Like, this is yeah, but it's World War be II weather. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not necessarily a fond memory, but it's going to stick with me. No, that would be another. Like, when they talk about, like, obviously, um, as, a, as a granddaughter of a, a World War II veteran, I think you're the same. Probably. I'm a granddaughter of something. <laughs> you don't know if <laughs> you, I thought Tropical Judge did World War Two. Uh yeah, I think he was in Honestly I have to go read that autobiography. He was. It's been a while. I've read it. <laughs> I um, think both my grandparents were uh, They were you know, in the in the military <laughs> to some degree. But what I'm trying to say is like definitely I would put coronavirus in the like this is something I live through that other people will want to hear about level. Yeah. No, there's definitely like, if you tell a kid in 50 years, I was born before the internet. That's a story right there. <laughs> like, I remember when you could smoke on airplanes, people would be like, that never happened. You're like, it did. I, I didn't smoke on an airplane. I should have taken like, the opportunity. I can remember when smoking was a thing, probably by the time they're born. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or even like, like I don't know if you ever did this, but when I was a kid, they invited us into the cockpit. Oh, yeah. That was so cool. And it's like, I did that a few times, especially on long haul flights See, I to do, uh, Canada um, and stuff like that. Cause obviously, like, Ben, you-, you grew up rich, so I understand. But um, 
<laughs> my family did not grow up rich, Ben. But yeah, I, I across like even maybe four hour like flights. It was not mm. uncommon for kids to get invited up the front. And that's why I was just jumping in to say, you're saying particularly on long-haul flights, but it didn't necessarily had to be. Yeah, well, it's one of those things that back in those days, the in-flight entertainment was so bad. Like, you, like I've got family in Canada, so we would go up every two years approximately. And uh, you Well, do get, you remember like, when it was the one screen popping down for the whole row? That's what I was going to say. Like you yeah. had one projector screen in the middle of the aisle and Projectors everyone had generous. to watch. Oh, yeah. It was a piece of shit. And like you had to look <laughs> over everyone's seats. And especially as a young kid, I was too short to really see much anyway. And then uh, like, okay, I saw speed, but it was like one third of the screen <laughs> and with like these terrible headphones and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then the next leg of the flight or on like the way back, they would show the movie again. Like it's not, like we're spoiled for choice now. When you got like TVs in the back of your seats, everyone can watch something different. Oh, You've got like a so million different. channels to choose from. But it's like I had like 24 hours where I was just, uh, you know, if there's like a movie you don't want to watch, it's not like I can change the channel or like pop mm-hmm. out the iPad or something. Like at best case scenario, I could uh, bring a Game Boy, but it's like, all right, I'm limited by this Battery pack power of batteries and, that I've bought. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> these things chew through batteries like crazy. So we just ended up listening to the in-flight entertainment for like hours on end, which, you know, the kids' channel usually had about an hour of programming and then it would loop. So we were like bored out of our minds. Like a 24-hour <laughs> flight these days is difficult at the best of times. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, that's as a, my dream that... Even moving forward, the people are like, what do you mean a 24-hour flight? I just uh, get in the teleportation machine and I'm there. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. As soon as they uh, invent the teleporter, sign me up. Like, yeah, I'll come literally. out the other end with my head on backwards, but it's like, fuck it, I didn't have to <laughs> sit in the sky for you know all these hours. I'm calling this a win. Right? Even if they're like, you literally forget every, mo- uh, every movie you've ever seen. That'd be good. Um, you literally forget every moment in your life and you are a completely different person, but we just recreate every single cell that you have. I'd be like, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, just like I'll write down... You know, I'll, actually, I'll just tell myself to listen to these podcasts. I'm like, here's all the highlights. I'm like, I didn't seem like I was missing much. That's oh, fun. I love stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so like the captain would bring me and my sister up to the cockpit and you know, got to like press a few buttons, got to like see what's doing. Well, there was other kids and stuff, but you know, they would take you up like a few at a time. Okay. But like nowadays, good luck even seeing the cockpit like that cabin door closes well before the plane even takes off it's uh yeah crazy to think that this was a thing that you could just do like (laughs) what if i just ran around and hit every switch like would that cause like a giant catastrophe because there's a lot of buttons in there do they know what they all do i don't know (laughs) but i'm glad that i got to do it but the other one that comes to mind when i'm thinking of like once in a lifetime this i actually do think is another like it's not going to happen again is um i climbed uluru as rock on like the central australia chip when i was in year 11 and uh, they've since barred uh tourists from doing Mm. that so i chose not to yeah well that was one of those things that um it was like most of our year level uh took that opportunity and it was so it was so cool. It's one of those things where you're like climbing up it mm. and you think you are near the top. 
and then you get to like that little section and you're like oh my god i'm like literally a quarter of the way up (laughs) and it's like exhausting but it was like you know rewarding to be up there and to like see everything and like to do it before your friends and stuff and like now Mm. they've restricted tourists from doing it so it's like unless they change the rules you're not going to be able to do it again so i walked around it with my friends and even that blew my mind and that is crazy to me as well like even if you don't climb it just walking around it i was like this is incredible so yeah let's change tracks a little bit we've got a very important matter to uh attend to for everyone who listened to the last episode you will know that we did a bit of a a survey Hmm. to get people's opinions on what to call the new show (laughs) as it is currently unnamed Mm mm-hmm and there was a handful of uh, names that got votes. You asked me to put together intros for uh, every single... These are going to be awesome! Well, I didn't, I didn't put together Ooh. intros. There was like 20 titles that we come up with, or like approximately. But you went I with your make... favourites? Wow, what a, what a surprise! Not necessarily. So we got, <laughs> we got four titles that had votes for them. So I've like I've put together like the little tag at the end because mm-hmm. like we've got in our intro insert cool show name here you might remember from <laughs> the last episode. So I've replaced that with a little example of what it could be. Mm-hmm. All right, and so I'm going to play the ones that got votes. I've put together that you know the robotic voice doing that part of it. And you can tell me if any of these speak to you. And now it kind of turned out that you're saying, like, I've done it for my picks. There was actually two of yours and two of mine. Okay. So that, like, worked out pretty well. Sure. Um, And then on top of that, we also had a suggestion from our our friend Kurt, who voted in the poll. Amazing. Love Kurt. He suggested a name for the show as well. So Mm -hmm. I'll give you, like, that little sting at the end of the intro for all of these. So you can kind of put yourself in the frame of mind of, like, I'm listening to the podcast and this is the last thing you hear. Okay, so talk me through what you want from me here. Just tell me if any of these names (laughs) are speaking to you as... A podcast, uh, you know, a potential podcast title. This is this is the first. You'll pick it up as I play. <laughs> this is the first one. Be cool. Be cool was uh, that was one that got a vote. That's one that I came up with, and you were pretty against on the episode. I was going to say I'm for it. <laughs> so annoying that I've changed my mind, but I like it. Okay. <laughs> Why was I against it initially? Yeah, I don't think you really uh, explained too much. So you were just so opposed to it that we moved on quite quickly. Wow. Okay. Well, you did, Vicky. It's great. Well, this <laughs> is the thing. Like, I feel like our opinions of these titles can change on a dime, which is something that we really have to consider because we're going to be... I mean, welcome to the show. Yeah, I know, but like rarely does it matter. But if we are picking a name, it's probably going to be something that we're sticking with for quite some time. Like our last podcast, (laughs) we uh, had that name for a good, what, 11, 12 years or something. Right. I wasn't a huge fan of the name, but that's okay. Well, but we've got an opportunity to pick something we both agree on, so we may as well (laughs) try to aim for that. (laughs) All right, here's the next one. Misty Frequencies. 
Oh, okay. Misty Frequencies was a big one. Yeah, that was the one that you uh, suggested. I'm surprised. And then you pointed out it was potentially from a song, which... Not potentially. Definitely from a song. <laughs> which <laughs> okay, well, we seemingly you had forgotten despite your suggestion. I mean, it does put <laughs> a spanner in the works, yeah. Mm. Here's another one. This was also one of your suggestions. The Cubby House. The Cubby House? Yeah. I like that. Okay. I don't mind it either. There, like, I did look into whether there are other podcasts with these names, and there were quite mm-hmm. a few called The Cubby House, so that is something to mm. be uh, you know, considerate of. doesn't mean we can't also name our podcast The Cubby House, but ideally we would pick something that was less taken already. Mm-hmm. But those, those all got a vote, but here's the one that got the most votes, all right? Okay. Witless Protection. Witless Protection. Really? That was the most popular? Yeah, which, uh, as we discussed last episode, you were initially all for it. But as I feared, by the end of the episode, you were like, I kind of hate it now. And so I, <laughs> I wonder if uh, the people that are voting for it, they haven't gone through that Wow, I've heard a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. As I uh, compared it last week, it was the B-sharp effect where uh, on The Simpsons, they're trying to name their band. So that was the most popular. Yeah, that, was, that got twice as many votes as uh, all the others. So which, tell me, the run through the votes with me. The, these ones, Be Cool, Misty Frequencies and The Cubby House all got votes and then Witless Protection was out in front. How many votes did Witless Protection get? <laughs> Two. We got, as, as we've discussed, this is a very <laughs> underground podcast, so I can't exactly open it up to the masses here. When we say like they got votes, the first three all got a vote and the witless protection got two. So yes, it was the most popular. <laughs> yes, it got double the amount of votes, but you could also say it got one more. You also mentioned that uh, there were some suggested names. Yeah, so uh, I made an intro for uh, Kurt's suggestion as well. Voices in my headphones. Voices in my headphones. Ooh, I like that. He also he was like suggesting that. like voices in my head or voices in my headphones. I think voices in my headphones was my preference out of the two and definitely had less other podcasts already named that. So that works in its favor. I like voices in my headphones. Um, well, I feel like we've solved nothing. Out of those, my preference is probably voices in my headphones. Mm-hmm. Is that what is it? How do you feel about that one? I love it. You were the one who asked for a survey. Does that influence you at all? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> if I just pick a name, does that, uh, is that going to annoy you? Like, are you paralyzed by no. choice? No, I'm not paralyzed by choice, but okay. Uh, put them all in a random, like, number generator. Like, give them a one to ten. <laughs> Well, okay, I can. You're making me. You're making a lot of work for me right here. You know, I love that. The other thing is like just for the podcast feed because mm-hmm. I had to make one so some people could listen, even if it wasn't on podcast services. I did call it the nobody, the Ben and Nobody Show, which 
I love that. Just because I had to name it something. And the one thing we kind of did establish is that I would My name possibly is call you nobody. Yeah. Are you keen on that or not really? I don't hate it. I don't love it, but... Oh, why do you not love it? It's just a bit like standard, you know? I, I know that's hard, but again, I feel like maybe episode one, did we cover why it connects with me enough? Yeah, you went on a whole spiel about that movie. I think it was <laughs> the topic you talked about the most in the, the previous episode. <laughs> but one thing I did find funny is uh, we went to all this um, effort to try and obfuscate your name. What I didn't realize is mm-hmm. uh, we both missed it. The very first thing that happened is we mentioned your name. Really? Yeah. And so I, like, I've, I've fixed it up now. Like I um, went back and edited the podcast, but you know how I played that intro that I had kind of like cobbled mm-hmm. together. I had mm-hmm. random your name comment as like some of the jokes in the intro. And uh, then we were like, so I'm Ben and I'm, and it's like, well, we already said it two minutes ago. <laughs> like, what liter- do you mean? Like literally 30 seconds into the podcast, I had like, you know how I said, uh, Ben says something witty and then blank says, and like nobody says something uh, out of context. Like I had these mm-hmm. jokes, but I used your actual name. I had to go back and edit it because thanks. you say thanks now, but you didn't catch it either. I played it for you on the podcast. okay so we have 34 names in Mm -hmm. the list i've given uh all of those a number between one and 34 you want me to generate a random number and pick one is that what we're doing Mm -hmm. all right so 32 which was who the hell am i i love it (laughs) uh it's very like based around the fact that you are the question mark on the podcast. Okay, well, what's, what do you want to go with then? I mean, I'm happy to keep brainstorming over the next couple of episodes. I mean, I'm not like in a wow, rush to okay. like immediately pick a, pick a name. Like if I had to from this list, there's names on here that I like, like Under the Bleachers was one mm-hmm. that was... Oh, so you like Under the Bleachers now. Yeah, I like Under the Bleachers. No, I think I liked it at the time. But, like, if there's 50 podcasts called Under the Bleachers... Is there? I can have a look on the podcasting app. Like, this is the kind of thing when, like, I went to go to... Like, I was trying to see what domains were available, right? Mm-hmm. And so, it's like, oh, yeah, we could get... Like, sh- I was thinking, like, surely... The cubby house, maybe the cubbyhouse.com is taken, but like we can get a cubbyhouse.net okay. or .com.au or something. So the cubby house was a popular one. Well, one person voted for it to find popular. <laughs> <laughs> there are at least two podcasts called Under the Bleachers. One is two adults discuss movies for teens. Okay, I hate it already. <laughs> and uh, the other one is mm-hmm. they talk all things sports, all things queer, and the fabulous intersection, which I'm surprised <laughs> that there is much intersection, but there you go. They've, what? They've got... this is... No. Okay, Ben, you don't even know. Well, obviously I don't. I've got a podcast to catch up on. But uh, mm-hmm. two isn't a deluge of podcasts, but it would be nice if we were the only one. But So what you're saying is you want to go with Après moi le deluge. No, because that's one that I definitely 
I'm not even... Can't pronounce? Well, yeah, for a start, I don't, I don't really know how to say it, and uh, I don't really understand it. And I know you explained it to me last episode, but I'm going to have to explain it to other people at some point. You studied French for, like, literally six years. It was closer to four years, and uh, I've forgotten 99% of it. <laughs> the brainstorm continues, I guess. We'll, uh, Can we call it that? The brainstorm continues. I mean, it's not terrible. <laughs> We'll continue having insert cool show name here for the foreseeable future, I guess. <laughs> but seeing as we don't even really have a home for this podcast right now, seemingly it doesn't matter if it doesn't have a name. Sounds good to me. All right. Before we finish up, I've got a, a bit of a, a scenario that a couple of my friends found themselves in that I want your take on. Mm-hmm. When you lend something to a friend, right? When I'm the lendee, I assume I'm never seeing it again. That's a good assumption. When I personally lend something away, I'm like, I'm basically giving it to this person. Could I live with that? And that's my lending mind frame. And when I take something, and, and you may disagree with, you know, kind of some of the ways you've got things back from me, but like, okay, so I'm driving home in my own car and I crash it. That sucks. I'm driving home in my friend's car and crash it. That's way worse. Agreed. But you're saying like when you lend something out, you don't expect to get it back. But if if you're borrowing a car, that's not yours now. You can't expect to not return a car. No, I don't. When I lend something, I don't feel the same way. But I never give something or lend something away without assuming I probably won't get it back. Okay, but there's no monetary value where that stops being the case. Like you're saying, the car, the car's no. a good example. If you're like, oh, you don't have the car, you can borrow mine for a weekend. You're like, well, that was the last time I saw that. Like, are you never lending your car out because of that reason? There's like some exceptions, right? <laughs> no, it's like different so when it's a car and like a DVD. Not really, because wow. I just assume when I lend that out, maybe I won't get it back. Like, so I lent my my car out recently to people who are traveling around the state where I live. And I was like, okay, well, when I give them this car, I need to accept that if I'm lending it out, there is a high possibility I won't get it back or anything else to support me. What? Because of it. Now you're just talking shit. I can't believe you. If they didn't give you back your car, is that the end of the friendship? What happens at that point? No, I'm not saying I wouldn't be annoyed. Yeah, because the expectation is you said you can have it for a week or whatever. Yeah, of course. There's a difference between not being annoyed and... So when I lend something out, to me, because of how lending can work, I'm like, okay, I need to know that without this, I'm ready to accept that. I'm not saying I would be like, oh, well, Ben, lol, what a mistake. (laughs) I would be like, well, Ben and I are not friends anymore, but also... When I lent it out, I was ready to accept that someone might break my car. Someone. Not the people that you lent it to, right? Like, if they if they are going, you know, around the state, like you're saying, and it gets mm-hmm. broken into, that's a totally different scenario to them just taking it and they're going like, oh, this is my car now. Like, you would, well, you would have to cut those people out of something. your life. Otherwise, yeah. you don't respect yourself. Or you're like a multi-millionaire. And it's no, like, no, okay, no, I the, can afford the to lose latter. a few cars. <laughs> the latter I wouldn't lend cars to. What do you mean the latter? As in, if they're like, well, it's my car now, I would just be like, mm, I'm not lending my car. You're not lending them the car you don't have. 
You, they already took your car? <laughs> no, I'm not lending the car to people who are like, well, it's my car now. Yeah, exactly. So there's an expectation that you get it back at some point. There's an expectation. Well, not even get it back at some point. There's an expectation which the person takes reasonable care of the object I've lent them or is willing to replace it. Yeah. You can't just say the same rules apply to, like, I lent you a book and I lent you, like, this thousands of dollars worth of, you know, object. No, I'm just saying that the factory in that I make, probably because I'm fucking traumatized, before I <laughs> lend someone something is, like, if I give you $10,000, I need to accept that I may not get it back. And I'm not saying that makes it right. I'm just saying that, like, if I give you $10,000, I need to know, hey, I may not have $10,000 back. Well, here's the scenario that my friends found themselves in. They had, like, another friend of, of theirs who moved into a a one-bedroom apartment or, you know, a small apartment, whatever it is, and they didn't have a dryer. Mm-hmm. And I guess they had, like, a clothes horse to dry their clothes on, but they don't really have the room for it, which is, you know, that's basically the same scenario that we found ourselves in when sure. I first moved into my new apartment. I mean, a lot of people have, yeah. Yeah. So, graciously, my friend's like, oh, you can take my dryer, which... First of all, mm-hmm. that's like a pain in the ass to lend to someone. Like, oh, it's, it's extremely like- kind. I'd be like, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> but first of all, you would accept a dryer, like you would borrow a dryer from someone. There's no way that I would do that. Like, like not only, okay, yes, it solves my immediate problem, but that means at some point I have to return this dryer, which that means like at <laughs> least twice. I think I would say, let me buy it off you for reduced price. When I sell it, we'll split the profit or something like that. So I've got a similar situation in that I'm buying a couch off a friend and she's like, no, 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 just let us give it to you. Mm. And I said, look, why don't you sell it to us at mates rates? And when I sell it, we go 50-50. But you're already like jumping several steps down the line. You're, you're in the scenario just borrowing a couch. Borrowing has the implication where it's like, all right, one day... Well, no, I wanted to buy it. Yeah, so it's not comparable because they're lending them this dryer with the the promise that at some point that's going to come back to them. Now, it's been a good six months and the dryer is still out on loan. Yeah, see, for me, lending means like you can use it once or twice in return. Yeah, well, see, I think that's what happened is they had different ideas of what borrowing meant so see that's why you got to do the negotiation phase well yeah i agree because i i'm thinking they're not getting this dryer back first of all it's a giant pain in the ass to move a dryer i'm amazed that they did it in the first (laughs) place but second of all enough time has passed now that they're looking at it like hey that's just my dryer oh i feel like you can never look at it that way okay so you think they're gonna get it back I didn't say that. <laughs> so what do you think's going to happen? Because uh, the, uh, the the guy, my friend in this relationship, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I assumed when summer rolls around, we'll get it back. Now, summer? Yeah, so I guess his thinking is that... You don't need to dry your clothes in summer. The air will do it. Yeah, they'll be able to like put the clothes horse outside or something and then it'll drip dry in the sun. Nah, that's done work on your friend's behalf well i'm yeah i'm gonna follow this story i want to see where this goes yeah, because for sure. I, w- I would be shocked if it comes back to them i 
borrowed things before, but it's usually like, I guess I'm motivated to give it back, but I've been like, I'll borrow the dryer and give it back in summer. Yeah, well, like you say, they should have at least uh, hammered out the terms up front because clearly they weren't all on the same page there. So basically, I've got the same situation in that I'll be living here till maybe mid next year where I am at the moment and my friend is moving house and wants to sell a couch and so we've said we'll buy it on mates rates and when we sell it anything above what we paid we'll split we'll give to you you know you just told this exact story no I know I know I did (laughs) okay Okay, I couldn't tell because you just you you told it in exactly (laughs) the same way Oh, sorry. No, I just thought that, yeah, we don't need to tell it twice, I I guess. But I just, I think that is still the best way to do it, no? Well, at least you're having the negotiation. Like you're (laughs) saying, okay, I'll buy it from you. And they're like, no, no, let's lend it. Like, you know, I'll lend it to you. And then you're like, all right, well, if I do eventually sell it. Like you've gone down the line (laughs) several more stages than uh, these guys ever did. Hauling an appliance like that across the city is like already a gigantic pain in the ass to the point where it's i'm amazed they did it in the first place like if someone's like i'll lend you you can borrow my dryer i'm like it's just it's so much easier just to buy one even if it's going to cost me money at least someone brings it to me and then once it's in my house i can just forget about it it's my dryer from now on here every time they dry something i would be like (laughs) oh yeah this fucking thing i've got to return it at some point (laughs) I guess for me, like, also, I like my friends is the issue. <laughs> they, they like each other. That's how they ended up in this situation. You don't lend a dryer to your enemies. No, but what I'm trying to say is as the receiving friend, I'm like, I don't want to dick you over. I don't think they want to. I just think it's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. Like, but yeah. I'm able to enter a relationship where I'm like, I can foresee a future where you're dicked over. If I lent someone my dryer, which, again, it's not going to happen, but in the <laughs> unlikely scenario that hey, I did... Can I buy you a dryer? D- fuck no. But in the <laughs> unlikely scenario that uh, you somehow convinced me to do it, I'd be like, all right, I don't want to ever chase this dryer up. You can use it for like the next month or two or whatever. And then it's coming back to me without any questions asked because <laughs> I don't want to be the guy who's like, oh, you got to bring my dryer back every like time we see each other. So you're a dick. You make me feel like the weirdo <laughs> for like, you, you took my dryer. <laughs> yeah. I think there's only one way to move forward from that, Ben, and that's to wind up the show. I think so. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. Once again, this is the part where we'd usually tell you how to contact <laughs> us and... Uh, we, we don't, don't want to be contacted, do so... Yeah. So we're off, we're off the grid, so uh, I'll just say thanks for listening, everyone. I've been drunk and Ben's been Ben. Peace. So I guess with your message, you're asking me, do I think you're petty? <laughs> well, uh, we all know the answer to that, absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, we're settled. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I just like to abuse a very uh, small amounts of power because I yeah, don't often get to abuse any larger amounts of power. <laughs> Have you just defined petty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you literally just said the definition of petty. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's uh, that way to look at it too. <laughs> 
Well, okay, good. I'm glad we've got that settled. So you obviously said I owed you 200 and 288 and I forgot mm-hmm. the 288. And then I was like, oh, how much was it again? So I sent you the 200. And I was very generously going to let the $2.88 slide, but uh, you were smart that. enough to know that that comes with consequences. Yeah, when you say let it slide, <laughs> <laughs> you, what you mean by that is be confident that you'll get $2.88 of enjoyment out of it, not repeating yeah. it. Well, doesn't it seem more petty to be like, actually, you owe me $2.88, where I know that I can still be petty and not get that stigma, <laughs> or at least, like, less blatantly. No, I feel like that's even worse, because then you're in passive-aggressive territory. No, I feel like you ask for $2, and most people are like, I paid you 99.5% of the total owed. I know you can... better than that. No. <laughs> I know you better than that. Yeah, well, well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah. you well done for knowing. Avoided, <laughs> you avoided months of, oh, that, remember that time that I let the $2.88 fly? <laughs> See, in my mind, basically, I saw you doing the calculations like that meme. That like um, Sherlock kind of meme with like all the numbers flying everywhere or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you were like... Well, if I mention two dollars eighty eight, she'll think I'm petty. But you're, but you're also like, well, is that worth two dollars eighty eight? Is my friend having a bad opinion of me for a day or so worth two dollars eighty eight to me? And then the other calculation, because you would probably have said, well, yes. But then the other calculation. No, I wouldn't. That's I exactly mean. the calculation that you have to <laughs> no, do. I'm like, because you, you say a day or so, that shit lasts. I'm like. I could be like a year from now, I'd be like, oh, can I have that 50 bucks you owe me? And you're like, ah, oh, Ben, always trying to chase up the money. I'm like, this is about the $2.88, isn't it? <laughs> but, I mean, I already say those things of you. Uh, I guess I'm trying to give you less opportunities to have those <laughs> things said about me. Like you're a real stickler for time. No, you're just late. That's completely different. <laughs> Anyway, real tickler for time. Mm. But the other calculation that then went through your mind, because you don't buy a lot of things. Like, you're not like someone that has a cluttered house or, like, owes a lot of clothes. Yeah. You, even the stuff that you do buy that you own tends to be stuff you can enjoy, like movies or streaming services or games, mostly. Yeah, well, I live in the... Uh... In a city, there's not a lot of room for random junk, I guess. Right, but you just are not that kind of person. You're the kind of person that spends money on experiences. Sure. So, in your mind, alongside the how long am I willing to bear cents here for $2.88, I know that your brain went, how much enjoyment will I get <laughs> out um, of $2.88 by not demanding it right now? Yeah, so... That's definitely worth $2.88 to me. Yeah, I know. That's exactly... You're acting as if that calculation didn't happen. So you're saying I should just send you back the $2.88 so I actually get to enjoy gloating. No, then you've just given me $2.88. You can't gloat now that you've given it to me. Mm, 
Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but I just know that your brain went like, no, I'll get way more fun out of it if I allow myself $2.88 of annoying about this for the rest of our lives. Yeah, I feel like worst case scenario, I get a week's worth of, well, I remember that time I let you $2.88 slide and uh, then you eventually just give in and send it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go through that. Just ask me the money now. I know that you're a stickler. Anyway, uh, well, all that it tells clear. us is that everyone around you knows that you're a pedant. No, I don't, I don't like owing people money. I, I try to, you know, pay my debts as soon as I can. It's just uh, I wish everyone would give me the same respect. Yep, you're a pedant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because you've never had to chase anyone for money, and it's like the worst feeling ever. Is it? Yes, but you, like, you feel like... Like, uh, Ben's asking me for this, like, you know, especially if it's a small amount, but if, like, you owe 10 people $10, and I'm like, well, that's 100 bucks that I'm down if I don't chase all this up. No, I assume that people are going to ask their buddies. Yeah, I know, but it would still be nice if you didn't have to. Well, I generally pay you back before you ask. Uh, yeah, but not the full amount. $2.88. Oh, <laughs> see? <laughs> See, I knew it. There was some reason, and this is mm-hmm. the reason. So you can take yourself as the horrible victim of life. Poor Ben. <laughs> yeah, that's my myth I'm feeling right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, enjoy. I will. Don't think I already have them. I can tell that you are. I <laughs> A robotic voice says our cool show name.